everyone. Welcome to 2024 and the Fashion Grunge podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Hey, this is cool. First one of the new year. We were just off, like off mic talking about award season because I particularly feel really excited this time around. I haven't watched, I haven't, well, no, I haven't sat and watched the the Grammys in forever, I don't think. I think I've seen like YouTube clips of like past ones and whatnot. Oh, I mean, I don't care about the Grammys. I never have. Mm-hmm. I care about the acting one. So like the Globes are, are tomorrow. This will come out tomorrow morning. So by the time you may hear this like on Monday when you know who wins, but we're trying to like think about who could win this. We were talking about Saltburn. I know, I know everyone's talking about it, <laughs> but like they got nominated for some BAFTA. So like, I, I mean, I don't think Saltburn's nominated for like best picture though, but you think it could get nominated for like an Oscar for best picture? If it's not, these people are seriously deranged. It could, because the Oscars now has like 10 slots for Best Picture. So but, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, it's just, I haven't seen, I mean, you know, I saw Oppenheimer after you suggested it. I saw yeah. Southburn, obviously, with you and uh-huh. three other times. Because, um, <laughs> like, we're obsessed with it. Um, yeah, so good. I don't go to the movies as much as I used to, you know, and... and so I don't know what else was. Uh, well, there are some randoms that I've seen. Like uh, there were some randoms and there have been some snubs too, which I'm I'm very surprised about. Like I for sure thought Ferrari was going to get nominated for a bunch of stuff. That's that one with uh, Adam Driver who plays like yeah, the that, car guy. That just looked nah to me, you know? It, yeah, it looked okay. But it just seemed like Michael Mann, that director, I think makes like, he made like Heat and stuff. Like he made like big movies. Yeah. But also Barbie, like okay, supporting. You oh. think that you said Jacob Elordi? Do you think he could get an Oscar nomination? I mean, he got a BAFTA nomination, which I'm kind of surprised about that Elordi if, did. If he doesn't. I hope. Um, uh, what's his name? Does um, Oliver? Oh, Barry Keoghan. I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, there's five people for those slots for lead actor. That's like for I'm talking about Oscars now. I know he got nominated for the the Globe, but like that's crazy because like no he's not gonna get nominated in there that's like killian bradley cooper uh i don't know what other lead for for maestro maestro yeah i don't i can't even talk about how much i don't want him to win anything but whatever i i I know Um, you don't you you have a strong stain for but i can i'm kind of interested i have a one-sided beef with him oh go for it it's on netflix I do. I have a one-sided beef. I think I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like, what is your one, what, what is your one-sided beef you have? Like just a completely like for like a random reason, no real reason. I don't know him, <laughs> you know, but like, I don't like it. I'm still, it's not my vibe. Oh, I like him. I like him. I mean, he's yes. so desperate for that Oscar though. Killian's got to get it. I'm sorry. It's, it's Killian's to win. <laughs> I mean, as an actress, wouldn't you be desperate for an Oscar? I would never let people know. I mean, I would never be so obvious really? about it. I would be very, yeah, I would be pretty like chill about it. And if I win, you know, cool. But I don't want, I wouldn't want to be like gunning for it. I would want to make the best films I can. And if they happen to win, then cool. But I wouldn't, wouldn't want to make something crazy to be like, oh, I'm definitely going to get an Oscar for this. <laughs> like, I don't would, think so. You wouldn't be Alaska and RuPaul's Drag Race and be like, where's my trip to Disney World? Or was that Alaska <laughs> or was that her boyfriend? Oh, I think that was Sharon. Sharon, that was Sharon. Was it Sharon yeah. Needles? Yeah, I think that was Sharon. I was watching the Fifi Sharon fight on YouTube the other day. The, like, <laughs> oh, so good. Did, uh, I think that started last night. It did. The I Fifi. saw that Charlize was a judge. Charlize Theron. Eh, I wait until Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> I know. I want to see who else is going to be on, but I don't. I don't really care about Drag Race now. I mean, it's just either. Yeah, it's just like it's Very not good. the same. I don't like how it's being advertised as the next generation in drag is only on MTV or blah, 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 or the future of drag. And I'm like, yeah, the really? future. Really? This is how low we are now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, every, the thing is, it's like a top model. It's like what happened with top model. I feel like it's in that era right now that, yeah. like, I feel like it does go through, like, a kind of a lull where like you know how i'm watching rewatching top model but like you know how the beginning of top model was great and then the middle it kind of like fell off and then there were a bunch of seasons that were just random that you don't remember and then it like you heard that there was a good one in like 
18 and you were like okay i'll watch the new top model i feel like that's what this is like like it's in a lull period and until it gets like hyped as a really great show then we're probably not going to watch for another few years and then we'll like watch in like season like 18 or like 20 when when ai drag queens take over (laughs) (laughs) when they're all like robots and stuff and our robot overlords will make us make us watch it (laughs) (laughs) we'll make us watch it so yeah it's award season i'm hyped uh i saw poor things i thought it was fucking so cool really need to see that it's so good um and i definitely think that's emma stone's oscar i I really can't imagine i saw this morning um after i was after i got my shower I, i saw on youtube that variety has these uh these things on youtube where it's like actors on actors yeah mm-hmm. and there was emma stone and bradley cooper mm-hmm. and and <laughs> oh my i know but <laughs> it was a really great interview because they're just like i mean they've been friends for half of well quote unquote as as emma stone says like half her life and um they're just like joking throughout the whole thing they're talking about maestro and she pronounces it like my astro which is really funny <laughs> he was just like from the get-go he was like okay please explain poor things as much as you can and and just i really want to see this movie oh it's great how it's... she describes it is just you'll I mean, like I, it i wanted to see it after i saw the the commercial for it right but mm-hmm. just how she how she describes how they did it what like just hypes it up even more it's great. I highly recommend people go see it. Um, I'm sure it'll be in the theaters for a while because I think it's nominated for like a ton of stuff. Mm. Um, but it's so worth it. The costumes are out of this world. The cinematography, the shooting style, the directing, the story itself, the acting. It's very much like it gives me the sense of the feeling that I get when I watch like Tim Burton movies. Like, oh, really? I'm instant. Yes, I'm instantly like... It does have a very Tim Burton-y feel. Yeah, it's it's like kind of, but it's like I'm instantly transported into this world. And I think I wrote this on Instagram somewhere. I was like commenting on someone's post about it. And I was like, this film, when the credits started rolling, I was actually like upset that I wasn't in this world anymore. Because mm. this world that was created was so interesting. And at, at every turn, I kind of didn't know what was going to happen. But I guessed, but then it always looked way different than I imagined. So... <laughs> I think hats off to Yorgos, a uh, land the most, the director, like the Greek director. Mm-hmm. Cause like this is his, he also did killing of a sacred deer, which was insane. I just recently saw it. I know it came out like, I don't know, six years ago or seven years oh, ago wow. now, but it's yeah. so good. And yeah, Barry Keoghan's in it. That's kind of like his breakout oh, role and people yeah, like yeah. noticed him. Yeah. But it's so good. You should watch it. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah. It's, it very much reminds me of like a black mirror. It's like really unsettling and in about for like two days you're like kind of thinking about it really? it has like colin farrell and nicole kidman yeah it's really okay. good it's really okay. good it's on netflix i think now and i totally forgot that welcome to the new year that i totally forgot to mention that we're talking excess baggage from 1997 <laughs> oh, i like this movie i mean anything with alicia silverstone is fantastic we have to um side note um remember that movie i told you about vamps Yes, that one is for Forward Flash, right? We should do that because it has uh, her, Elisa Silverstone. And, and Kristen Ritter. Ritter. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Okay, we should do that for, we'll just, let's just do it as a one-off for Patreon. Yeah, sure. Because it's streaming right now, so we can watch it. At least we can watch it now, because I don't yeah. know if it'll like leave. So you hear it, you heard it here first. Uh, join the Patreon. <laughs> and we're going to do Vamps, because that's from like 2012, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. And it's, okay. it's so good. Anything with Alicia Silverstone is just like a, a good movie. I mean, this is definitely this definitely has its 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 issues, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, but this is from 1997, and uh, mm-hmm. directed by Marco Brambilla, who mm-hmm. directed the movie Demolition Man, which we did months. Fuck months ago. yeah. I, Demolition Man, I'm sorry, is like the best fucking movie. So fucking good. I'm sorry. Simon Phoenix is one of my all time favorite villains ever. He like, really does. Oh, I mean, so good. <laughs> he's it's, fantastic. It's so yeah, good. He does too. I mean, it's just. It's kind of hear, amazing. You hear Denzel and it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like. 
Wesley Snipes and fucking Sylvester Stallone. Like, can they get together again? Can they do like a uh, some kind of similar thing where like he's a villain and Sylvester Stallone's like chasing him? Like, I like, I would love that. Demolition Man twenty twenty four. I think the movie takes place in like twenty thirty six or something so, like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even the quite yet. <laughs> it's so funny though. <laughs> Or they should um, do like a prequel. <laughs> yeah, they totally should. I was gonna say this. Okay, do you have any memories? This is essentially my first watch because I feel like I've seen scenes, but I never like had a context for it, or like it oh, was probably oh, on cable. So this is my first watch, really, of oh, this movie the, uh, of Access movie. Oh, yeah, uh, of Access, Access Baggage. Yeah, um, it premiered August 29th, nineteen ninety seven. Now, which is so funny because that date is in and around the 1997 MTV VMAs and mm. that I always watched every year and I taped. So I remember because I used to rewatch this tape, I remember seeing the TV spots for excess baggage all the time. And like you, when you said, Oh yeah, uh, Alicia Silverstone movie, like it doesn't matter. It's Alicia Silverstone. I feel that exact way about Benicio del Toro. Cause he's so fucking hot and I will literally watch him do anything as I was watching it, I was like, I don't even care that she's in this. Thank the Lord. We have like super, I love Benicio. I still think he's so fucking hot. So I just love his charm. I love the way he talks. He reminds me of his character in The Usual Suspects, which is yeah. the reason why Cher, I, I keep, I, in all my notes, I wrote down Cher. It's <laughs> just like Cher's outfit. I was like, why do they only give her one? And the second one, which is a purple shirt. <laughs> Like, she went from having, like, 80 outfit changes to, like, one outfit the entire movie. Even though it's badass, it's still, like, one outfit the entire movie. For for this movie, and we'll get into the fashion later, but um, it was a jacket moment for her. Yeah, (laughs) it was a definite jacket. Because it was just all about the jackets and then the shirt, like you said, at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, um, I also love that Alicia she actually produced this movie and that kind of got her a chance to like pick Benicio Del Toro. So like, I see and, you girl, I would totally do the same thing. And she picked Christopher Walken too. How? Yeah. When I saw the credits, as I was watching the credits when it opened, I was like, wait, Christopher Walken. I was like, and Harry Connick Jr. What the fuck? I know. A very, very young, sexy Harry Connick Jr. And, and sexy Benicio Del Toro. He's, he's giving me very like Brad Pitt vibes. He's hotter life. than Brad Pitt. I'm sorry. He has more of like a danger aspect to him. He has more of like a charming danger. Brad Pitt's too like vanilla. He's kind of like, I mean, he's like good. Like just like how vanilla is good. Like no yeah. one said vanilla is bad. It's a standard that everyone likes. That yeah. is Brad Pitt. I feel like he's kind of just the standard. Like, okay, yeah, we got it. Like yeah. everyone finds him attractive. But Benicio is like, he's like Rocky Road. He's <laughs> like, he's like kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's something different there. You're going to make everybody listening to this podcast like hungry for ice cream by the end of it. (laughs) Everyone go go get some ice cream. cream What ice cream flavor do you think? Yeah, do you think uh, Benicio is? Do you think Rocky Road works? I mean, I'm not. I mean, me personally, I'm not a fan of Rocky Road. Oh, but Um, it's just complicated. That's kind of how I feel. But yes. Yes, good, good, good analogy. Yes, it's complicated, and so is Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yeah, he it's had a baby with what's her name, uh, Kimberly Stewart, Rod yeah. Stewart's daughter, that I had no idea about until like a few years ago. I was like, where was right. I? I don't even know this happened. And I love him as uh, the collector in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's, he's in the Marvel universe. Fantastic. He was also in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, like, you my that movie, I think. Yeah. Did, oh, did I do that movie? I, no, 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 no. You introduced that to me. Like, oh, I definitely did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. He also was in Snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks super hot there. He's in 21 Grams. Have you seen 21 Grams? With Angelina? No. Uh, 21 Grams has Sean Penn and Naomi Watts. No, Naomi Watts. Oh, it's so good. I have it on DVD. It's like one of those random 2000 movies I have on DVD. I want. I want to say in a multiverse. Um, uh, I want to say that you had me watch it once. I probably did. I. It was like a. I was really into focus features movies in the early 2000s because they were kind of like the indie studio that was like the spinoff in like from like 2001 to like maybe like 07 so Mm. almost all the movies i would see trailers when i would buy dvds so like i think garden state was focus so was eternal sunshine and like a few other like bigger indie films so i always watched like 
those movies. So like 21 Grams is one with Benicio, which is really good. There's another one too. There's like a French film called Swimming Pool that's really good. It's from the early 2000s. There's Vanity Fair with Reese Witherspoon, which is kind of like a, it's it's like a, a period thing, but it's like really cool. Like I think a lot of people would be surprised that Reese Witherspoon would do that movie, but it was good. That's really good. But yeah, no, what's your history with this? Yeah, when no, did I you mean, first like, see it? Like it, it's been it's been such a long time since I've seen it. Like I've seen it a few times before, so I think I'm gonna treat this as like a reboot first watch for me. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> but before anything, I just want to say, like, I think Elisa Silverstone was the first Ghostface killer voice <laughs> because. No, so this is '97. Like, Scream had already come out. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, forget what I said. Um, R.I.P. The Scream franchise. I think we're dead in the water now. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Um, but oh. she. I love how she kind of like carried that on when she called her dad, and I mm-hmm. want that voice changer thing. I know. Uh, <laughs> and um, the dad, the dad, cartoonishly sucks. Like he's just. He kind of, not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but he kind of reminds me of my dad, where I'm just like, he wouldn't really care that much. Um, you know, I, I just, I want to know where the mom is in this whole thing. Well, she died. She died when she was three. I, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. She said the, the mom died when she was three. And I also, one of my notes was that this is the second time that she plays a character whose mom died when they were young. Because so did oh. Cher Horowitz. Yeah, Cher Horowitz. It was like her and her dad. And in this movie, she's like the only female, which I find interesting, except for the waiter, the waitress. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. But basically, it. no. Yeah, it's like all men and her. Um. I don't know, and 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 even though like I'm I'm saying anything in anything with Elisa Silverstone is amazing. She pray she plays this bratty girl who's <laughs> definitely for her father's attention, and I want to find some kind of likability to her. Uh, yeah, but you can't. No, she's just she'll do whatever she wants when she wants, mm-hmm. and I get that because I didn't get the attention that I wanted from my father, I seeked it in other people. Oh, so that's, yeah. That's what she's doing to Benicio. I mean, also, I find it kind of strange that her age is like somewhat of a joke and a mystery. What is it? Is it is she a, te- a teenager? Is she like 17 or is she 18? Because remember, he's like, how old are you? I'm like, yeah. well, you're kissing her. I mean, right. what if she exactly. said she was 15? Like, she just happens to have a BMW because her dad's loaded. No, right. Like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. She might barely have had her license, but she never answers it. She's like, I'm going to move out. I was like, well, what are you, 19? Like, how old are you? I don't and, get it. Right. And it's just, there's all these other holes where I'm like, okay, well, in the beginning when she's you know she's in the in the in benicio's uh storage unit place whatever it's called oh, this um, amazing garage warehouse, garage type, warehouse. yeah she's in the trunk she gets she she maneuvers to get out by herself right yeah, how she could have done that prior right <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't show they didn't have a camera inside the trunk yeah. Like when it when the alarm was first going off, because what right. the fuck did she think? Mm-hmm. Like was she like why would she not make? Oh, that's where she was taped. But I mean, like she wasn't making any noise even when he walked up. Like I would think you would knock on the thing, and then as soon as like you hear the alarm get shut off, but then you feel it moving, you would be like thrashing around in the car. Exactly. Yeah. To be like, and then he would have heard you way earlier. But I mean, yeah. that's just like a you know a silly plot point. <laughs> like we're not supposed to be thinking that hard about yeah. it. I know. Just got like the uh, the last episode. We were like, "Yeah, we we divulge into this thing. We we try too much." Yeah, we're trying to explain way too much. That kind of they weren't thinking on that deep of a level, and they also probably weren't thinking about this is just going to be a movie you see in the movies. Like this is going to yeah. be a summer movie. It's not gonna. It's light. It's not supposed to be really serious. So they're like, "Don't make this any more complicated than it has to be." And I mean, unfortunately, at this time, Alicia had done Batman and Robin, which we all know what happened there. I mean, um, so she kind of needed a win. She had she had leftover mascara from that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, I like I kind of like the smoky eye. They're like, all right, we have to make her anti Cher Horowitz one right. outfit and smoky eye. Let's go and cut her hair. I'm surprised I didn't dye her hair black. 
<laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah, because then she would have been completely different. She would have looked like told like a I don't know who like a Brittany Murphy or something. She mm-hmm. would have just looked totally different. Right. But Brittany Murphy. Oh God. God, the movies she could be in. Oh. You know who I feel that way about? I feel like Brittany Murphy and Heath Ledger are like ugh, the movie could. Like if they were alive, like a movie together that they were. In. Uh, yes, but but just as for the male actor, I think about all the time, it oh, would be yeah. Heath Ledger, and for the female actors, it would definitely be Brittany yeah. Murphy. Like I would sure. see a movie like something that was like really cool or like weird that I was like, God, could you imagine if like Heath Ledger was around now for yeah. streaming? Like oh, can you imagine God. Heath Ledger in like an HBO show? He would be like the streaming king. <laughs> yeah, or he would have like some incredible show where he's playing this like once in a lifetime character that everyone will talk about for decades. Or he's in like, can you imagine if all the actors that were kind of in his league at the time like never got to be as big as they were? Like, what if Leo wasn't Leo? What if he like faded into the background because Heath Ledger came up and there was some other line that just kind of developed? It's like an alternate. It's like a multiverse. <laughs> I want to go to the multiverse where Heath Ledger is still alive. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Basically. Just snap your fingers like Thanos. and <laughs> Yeah, I want to be transported to the Heath Ledger uh, multiverse. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like this is cool that she went to do a different thing. I think it's cool that Benicio kind of agreed to it because he was on like kind of a strange trajectory with his movies, but she really needed a win. I think she should have signed up to do that Clueless TV series. I think it was a massive miss that she passed on it for a film why? career that didn't really happen. Was there ever like an actual answer like why she didn't? Yeah, like, I heard it was because she wanted to do films. She didn't want to do like TV. Well, yeah, because she had a deal with Paramount when she did Clueless. Because before she did Clueless, she did uh, The Crush. Oh, that's right. So she was like already known and kind of like in demand. Once Clueless came out, she was big. She had like a two picture deal with Paramount for like $20 million. It was a lot at the time. So I think she could have done the series, but I think she was like, well, no, I'm clueless. I come out. Like I'm kind of hot right now. I'm going to try to like be a movie star. And it didn't really pan out long-term like that. But you've Um, made that character. Wouldn't you want that character to, I'm trying to find a word in my word box, Um, (laughs) like succeed. Yeah, like, I don't, but maybe she didn't want to be typecast. Like, Mm. I mean, it's almost like how some people, back in the day, like, let's put ourselves back in, like, the 90s, like, not Mm. now. Yeah. Back in the day, like, people, a lot of people didn't want to be typecast. I think it's one or the other. Either you want to be typecast or you don't mind or, and you want, like, a stable kind of living at doing something or you just want to constantly play different things. Clueless is different than, like, a TV show. Like, it's one thing for, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar is always going to be Buffy. She could do, like, an Oscar-winning yeah. film, but she's going to always be Buffy. That's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, she, I don't know if, like, she, and she did all those films. Like, even when Buffy was on, she did, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and, like, Scream and Cruel Intentions. Yeah. But she still was known for, like, the role that she played the longest. Maybe uh, Alicia Silverstone was just like, I don't want to be known as Cher. Because Clueless was on for a while. It was on for like three or four years. So she would have been known as like Cher. And basically Mm -hmm. maybe it would have been harder for her to get a job post the Clueless series if she'd stayed Mm -hmm. in it. Because then they'd be like, okay, you're just Cher. Like you're just like this valley girl who like is kind of dumb and blah, blah, blah. But she ended up doing like more things. She's in The Killing of a Sacred Deer. That movie that I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she also was in Reptile, that movie that was on this year. And with Benicio. And he apparently cast her because they became they became friends on this this set, and um, he apparently cast her for that Netflix movie that was just recent with Justin Timberlake. Uh, mm. He who shall not be named. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so I mean, I guess it worked out for her in the end. But I remember being really bummed because I really liked the Clueless TV series and I kind of wanted her to be in it. But, I only saw like a few episodes. Oh, it's good. It's it's really good. It's good and campy, and like the same costume designer Mona May, I think, does the first season, and yeah. the costumes are amazing. Yeah, like, and everyone's in it but Cher, like but Cher. Amber D. Uh, what's well, his no, name? Isn't, isn't the father different? Or the father? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Dan Hedaya. They're yeah. like two different dads. There's like a an older dad in the beginning, and then <laughs> in the second season, really? she's like, yeah, she's like, my dad got hot, and then it's like this younger guy. <laughs> no just, way. Yeah, it's good. It's on YouTube. Somebody uploaded it. If you just look for oh, like cool. Clueless I'll TV show, yeah. yeah, you should like go through and watch them because they're really funny. And Brittany Murphy's in one. 
and Paul yeah. Rudd's in one. Like there are oh, a lot of famous people that are guest stars in the show. Yeah, you said, but they don't. They play other people, right? Yes, yeah, because like uh, Brecken Meyer, who plays Travis, mm-hmm. like he's in one, but yeah, he doesn't play Travis. That's so interesting. Yeah, he's like another student. Yeah, it's good. It's really yeah. good. I suggest yeah. it, and if you like that show, we covered it on Patreon <laughs> back in <Yes>. the day. <laughs> so go check it out on Patreon. What, um, is, okay. what did you think about this movie since it's our first? My first watch. Um. I mean, I thought it was like kind of silly and ridiculous, but then I remembered that like this was at the time, like in the nineties, there were all these like random movies that were made because this was a movie that kind of was given like a middle budget and it was like somewhat independent, you know, it was like kind of gearing for like young, the young people. Um, But it had like really good actors in it, which I was really surprised about. Mm-hmm. that it had you know uh christopher walken and i was like wow that's pretty cool because <laughs> i love right. christopher walken <laughs> that's Iconic pretty Jr. cool he did this yeah um, for, for fans of kill bill the movie um the guy who played buck is in this too i think he was one of the other raw the actual kidnappers was he i don't know i don't know his character yeah. who was who is he let's see I'm gonna look under um his name is i mean the actor's name is michael bowen um, oh yeah yeah okay i know him i don't remember him in kill bill mate yeah he, he's buck he's oh, with the big oh that's right yeah he is yeah oh shit yeah he's also in breaking bad is he yeah um he plays like jesse's he's like one of those nazi guys in the very end See, I, I I still haven't finished it oh shit yeah it gets and crazy the spinoff too what's it called um Saul something. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Saul Goodman. Yeah, I haven't seen that. He's also in Jackie Brown. Like I have he... not seen that in forever. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, Michael Bowen. Yeah, but I remember him most recently from Breaking Bad. He's in like mm-hmm. the end part of Breaking Bad. Oh, you have to finish Breaking Bad. Holy shit. I fell off like season two or three. Oh shit, man. It gets wild. Like, like it's so good though. Are there like eight seasons? No, uh, five. Oh, only five. Yeah, I think it's five. But, that, oh. but five is like part one and two. I'm on this good wife kick, like I keep telling you. So <laughs> No, the good wife. That's okay. I mean, it's not hey. my, my bag, but yeah, that's cool. It's so good, but after you told me, like, what a bitch, sorry, that uh, Juliana Margulies is. Uh, my opinion, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching this and cringing now at the same time. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, she's made a bunch of pretty controversial statements as of late. I haven't seen any apologies. I mean, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of her work really either, so it's not that much of a loss for me. But um yeah, it's yeah, kind of crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Show, oh, but the show is so good. <sighs> anyway, um back to <laughs> back Oh yeah, back. what did I think about it? I thought it was cool. The story was a little confusing in the end. I kind of like wanted there to be more of a love arc. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't, like, really happen, and I kind of wasn't... The story was all over the place. I felt very, like, I didn't... I wanted, if there was going to be a relationship formed, I wanted it to be obvious earlier, yeah. and then I wanted it to have taken up more of the film. And I feel like it was kind of, like, shoved in there in the end. At the, at the very end, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like... if The thing is, is, okay, Alicia Silverstone, I believe, was 20, when this was like filming or like being filmed. So she wasn't like underage. I don't know why, because this also, I found out too, this movie had like a ton of rewrites, but also I don't know why they wouldn't just make her character like 19 and then just have her like in this relationship. Yeah. Um, and just made that more of this focus. But because I think the age was so fuzzy, I was like, well, so she can't like outright say she likes him. It's just, it was very weird. It's like, they didn't know what to do. I was like, well, she's older. Like, just make her 19. I don't know what the problem is. Like, right. but then I guess, then again, like, it doesn't make sense with the dad. Like the dad was like, Oh yeah, she's doing this. Cause she doesn't want me to leave the country. But then he goes anyway. I was like, okay. So you don't care. Like I'm, I was, yeah, I was super confused about that. But I think if it was going to be, it was PG 13, which was probably a problem that like, what could you really do? I thought it should have been darker. True. Or it just should have been more of a love lover story. Kind of. It it could have been a lot better if thought out more. Mm-hmm. For sure. It could have been grittier. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, it could have had, like, a true romance vibe, but because it was very, like, early and, like, very choppy in the beginning, like, they kind of made the story more complicated than it had to be. Yeah. You know? That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, we didn't even get a shopping montage. She's on the run. We need a shopping montage. Like, right. we need a, a gas station montage to some 90s song. You already threw Dave Matthews Band crash in there in, like, a really weird twice. place. Yeah, twice. <laughs> in a really odd place. And then you had them in a motel together, but they were getting drunk, but nothing happened. I was like, what are we watching here? <laughs> no, I know. And, and the only thing she could mutter was, you don't have to be drunk to kiss me. <laughs> and then it, like, still didn't even happen. And then I was like... I was like, what? Two twin beds? Is she 14? Like, I don't understand. But then at the end, it was cool, and you could somehow close the trunk on you guys. <laughs> I don't, don't. I don't understand at all. I was very confused by that whole thing. Um, in a trunk. Of course, yeah, of course, trunks are, like, so spacious. No one has anything in them. And they're just so easy to control with your foot. God. I mean, my, my one of my other notes was like, the fact that Benicio is in this is enough for me. Alicia probably produced this movie just to cast him. I don't blame her. It's funny. I didn't even know she had her own uh, production company. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on to behind the scenes since we're like 30 minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you get anything? I did. I got uh, four four things. Um, Ooh, okay. They, like, I mean, truth be told, I got them from IMDb. Um, yeah, there aren't that many. I mean, there really aren't that many. I even Googled stuff um, to try to desperately get some more stuff. But uh, my first one was uh, the movie was delayed from a planned Christmas 1996 release due to troublesome, quote unquote, test, uh, test screenings. This led to several reshoots, like you said, which expanded on the relationship between Alicia and Benicio Del Toro's character. Um the script for Access Baggage was the winner of the first annual Austin Film Festival screenplay competition before it became a movie. Mm, okay. um, my third one was, this was the first film produced by Lisa Silverstone under her production company, First Kiss. Um, Benicio was handpicked for his role by Silverstone after uh, she's seen him in The on, uh, Usual Suspects. I that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Alicia girl, she knows what's up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then uh, my last one is uh, the movie was filmed in Vancouver and Victoria, British Columbia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's what, that's what you got? That's what I got. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, uh, do you have anything? Yeah, I do. Okay. So the budget of this was $20 million, which is kind of a lot. And it just made 14 and a half. So this did like nothing. So did, so did the, again, kind of like what we were talking about with our last episode. Did it go to the actor? Did, was it because of the actors? Like the heavy hitters? Like Probably. Alicia probably got a lot because she was in uh, leading a film. And this yeah. was uh, after Clueless. And Benicio probably wasn't cheap because he'd been in Usual Suspects. And then Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. He's got to get a lot, right? He might even have an Oscar. Doesn't he have an Oscar? I think he For does. No, no, no. Like in general, like at the. Oh, I, th I think he so. might have been like the eighties. Let me say or seventies. I, mean, I don't know what, but I mean he's been around for a while. This is when we need uh, Charles's uh, exactly. Oscar Encyclopedia because I have to now sit up here and type it. Yes, he has two: Best Supporting Actor in nineteen seventy nine and Best Supporting Actor in two thousand three. I for believe what? he got. Did he get one for like Catch Me If You Can? He was great in Catch Me If You Can. He was in that movie? He was the dad. He was Leo's oh, dad. That's right. Yeah, he was. Oh, he did. Oh, he was nominated for Catch Me If You Can. He won for Deer Hunter in 1979 for Supporter. Yeah, I've never seen that either. Um, but yeah, so he is an Oscar winner. So that means he his quotes was probably pretty high. I remember seeing Catch Me If You Can with my mom in the theater, but I forget, I forgot that he was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I think I have it on DVD. I fucking love that movie. I have the you soundtrack. They made, that, they made that into a musical years ago. Oh, no. I know. No. Um. So yeah, didn't make much money. Fourteen and a half. Letterbox. My new. Uh, I love Letterbox, but Letterbox give uh, average is two point eight out of five, so it's not that high. IMDb five point four out of ten. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes thirty two percent for critic score. Audience forty percent. So marginally better. What oh. would you give this? Oh wow. Like, what would you give this um, as a rating? Maybe like a. 
maybe like a 60%. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I might I give know. it like a 55. Like a C plus. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh, bless you. I think I'll Sorry. give it like a 55. <laughs> that was weird. Sorry, guys. Um, I think I'll give it like a 55 because it, it just like needed to do more. I feel like we needed a rated R and then we just needed to like take it there. I feel like that's yeah. that's what we I, needed to do. I mean, for a story, especially like this, you need you need a, a certain kind of rating, not a PG-13. No, but back in the day, though, they knew that that would potentially make more money than R because the way that people saw films like kids were carded to go to rated R films like yeah. sometimes not all the time but they were sometimes so they they would have to make it for like an adult audience and then they'd have to get like a bigger director the script it would have to be different I don't know if Alicia I think Alicia was still kind of marketed towards a teen audience that I don't think adults would see her in a film leading they would be like she's in that teen movie that my kid mm-hmm. likes you know like I don't think they would think that she's like a adult actress yet but I guess that's why it was PG-13. Like, maybe more people will see it. Like, it's not going to be clueless. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought there. <laughs> like, right. you don't even have a lot of, like, hot guys for girls to swoon over besides Benicio. No, exactly. Like, you don't even have, like, Ryan Phillippe as the gas station attendant. Like, we don't have any of that. <laughs> like, if you wanted to make girls like it, you could have put, like, some, like, hot young Hollywood actors in there. But they didn't, so... So it's all good school. We got Benicio. I'm not complaining. We got Benicio. (laughs) Not not complaining. Um, Okay. So this had so many rewrites and test shoots and all this crazy shit, which I find crazy. There is an article in LA times from October 30th, 1996 that I'm going to link because it's an entire article about how this production is like super troubled and it came out in october 30th 1996 so this is i'm just going to read a few uh tidbits here by robert welkos in the summer of 1995 when alicia silverstone emerged as a hot new face spewing hip teen lingo in the paramount hit clueless rival columbia pictures quickly signed her to a two picture eight million dollar production deal so not just an acting deal. This is a production deal. So she's producing films for the studio now, which is kind of crazy. It says Hollywood was stunned by such a lucrative pact for someone only 18. So she's like barely in the industry and because she's super huge. So it says this, but her first venture as star producer, sources say, has been plagued by clashes between Silverstone and the director and the sudden departure of a producer and disputes about whether the film is a comedy or something darker. So we're not wrong here. Hmm. Um, now I have to say that Alicia, the production company, and I believe Benicio and his agent all did not give commentary or the director for this story. So these are like based on sources. So apparently like there were lots of different problems. The director, I think was just kind of like, she wasn't really doing well with the director. And then it says that there were like, actually because it says some believe that the friendship between Silverstone and Del Toro added to the friction on set. Marco's the the director. It says, quote, if Marco insisted a scene be played one way, Alicia and Benicio would ad lib the way they wanted and refuse to do it any other way. (laughs) To their credit, sometimes it worked. So I find that uh, kind of funny. So all these people were like, producers were switched up and it was all just kind of, yeah, it was all just like kind of crazy. So I don't know. I think this was all kind of weird. There were some people say like the way the film was lit, it was like a French film noir, people talking in cars at night. It was lit like a rock video, moody type way. It looks beautiful, but it isn't really what the scenes are about. I think that's what it was. It was like, they were like, we like the trunk scenes, but we wrote another five pages of trunk material. It's funny if she's in the trunk and shouting pithy comments to cast members in the front seat. It's like, there's all these like weird things about it. So I don't know. It just, it sounds kind of crazy. Dang. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was looking up her production company, um, First Kiss. She only has two things under her, under that belt. It's like that movie, this movie and something called Queen Bee. What is that? I have no idea. Isn't that what the Mean Girl like book is called? No, it's like Queen Bee Dot. Like, oh, Queen Bee. Yeah, it has like Danny DeVito in it, but that's all I can find. Like, I can't even find it on Amazon. Oh wow, huh? So crazy. I don't know why she only has two things though. Yeah, I mean, maybe she doesn't produce anymore. 
Mm. It's just so crazy. Yeah. So this is a weird, it's a weird wild movie. It is rentable though. So that's good. So it's not completely crazy. Um, Also Alicia Silverstone and Christopher Walken have both appeared in Batman, but in different movies, which is interesting. And then I already mentioned reptile was their movie that they did. Oh, um, another thing I have is the yellow jacket that she's worn was that she was wearing was sold to the comic Paul Rawson for $890 plus the pants and that lipstick tee, lip, lipstick tee, which is I like kind the, of, I like, I like that whole outfit. I love the outfit, but that's kind of strange why this actor guy bought them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like a comedian guy. I was like, really? For like 900 bucks? It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's move on to fashion. Fashion, fashion um, is i mean we don't have a ton here but beatrix aruna pastor she also did costumes for other films we have covered such as u-turn to die for my own private idaho and indecent proposal those are some oh, of the wow. ones that we've covered that she's done costumes cool. for so what were your standouts that's cool. what do you have um the whole outfit the the beginning one with the black and white camo i love that the gray and white and black it's like the hoodie yeah, yeah it looks so cool like that's really yeah. cool the snap velvet pants that she has like the bottoms are like snaps halfway those are really awesome yeah i remember those um the chunky boots that she has like that leather motorcycle jacket that she has the yellow one which is also similar to the black one with the like red piping that uh, Benicio has too. Yeah. Um, it's very like April O'Neil from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it totally is. You know, she yeah. should have had red hair in this movie. Right? She should have had like fucking fire engine he- red hair. Oh my God, she would make a great April O'Neil. It would be a very run Lola run. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I do too. Yeah, we have to do that movie. Yes. <laughs> um, It's kind of hard. Like, I don't know how we're going to do like. Uh, I mean, I guess, no, we could still do it. We could still do it because it's like, it is like a music video for like an hour and a half. Really? Like, it really is. It's I like love an amazing it. soundtrack. Have the soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, also the Saltburn score is out for anyone who wants to know. It's so fucking good. I love the score of, of the movie too. I'm glad they're still doing that. Still doing scores, like releasing them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And then I have like a lot of Benicio's, but like, you know, what do you, else do you have? There aren't that many. I mean, did you like his I have, outfits? Yeah, I, I mean, I basically have like everything we've covered. Um, the leather jacket with the red piping of his. I um, I mean, this isn't Benicio, but I love Uncle Ray, Christopher Walken's mm-hmm. brown jacket um, with the fake fur collar. When yeah, that coat. I love that. I don't know what you call that, like a rabbit? <laughs> rabbit skin? That's what it looks like. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. But he looks like total gangster. I fucking love it. It's very much like him in True Romance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, everything Alicia wears. Uh, I like uh, Benicio's dark blue thin pinstripe suit. I know, I wrote that down. With the, yeah. like, aviator glasses. And that's why, that's, why I, that's why I said in my notes that he looks like very Brad Pitt-ish right there. <sighs> He's so hot. And everyone in the 90s had that hair, you know? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, the center part, kind of like greasy, floppy hair. It was a very Brad Pitt era, yeah. I, I even tried to do that, and because I have curly hair by nature, um, it would curl really bad every time I tried to do the middle part, and I tried to use as much grease on the earth as possible. Oh, to like slick time. it down? You should like straighten it. it oh, well, I mean, I didn't even think about it back then, because I was Yeah, kid, back you know? then, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's why I keep my hair short. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it kind of sort of true that Brad Pitt and Fight Club like started guys shaving their heads? Like that look? Or do you, were guys doing it before then? Really? I'm just putting that together right now because I remember that when Brad Pitt had his head shaved. Okay, well, remember in the movie in the beginning, his hair was like spiky. And that yeah. was like the thing that most guys had. But then, like, right when you found out that, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Fight Club, right when you find <laughs> out that, like, he's Tyler Durden and he's in that coat in the hotel room, he's yeah. in a coat kind of sort of like Christopher Walken's, but it's a little different. Yeah. And he yeah. has the shaved head. And then he did a shoot in Vanity, no, W W Magazine, I think. And 
and he also did a rolling stone where he has the shaved head and like that shaved head became like a thing and like in dawson's creek pacey shaved his head in in felicity ben shaved his head like all these like actors were starting to shave their head and it was around like 99 was when fight club was out so i wonder if like because brad pitt was like a standard we were just talking about him earlier as vanilla ice cream but vanilla ice cream is still the standard you know what i mean like that still comes with apple pie so it's not like he's irrelevant in that yeah. way like his looks wise you know what i mean like not as a person we can't get into that but this, this sounds like a very regina george moment so she wore army pants and flip-flops <laughs> <laughs> so i wore army pants and flip-flops brad pitt is the regina george for men like if he does something men are gonna do it yeah they're, they're gonna go out and do it i, I mean that's how it is a, cut a hole in the crotch uh, of the jeans and everyone is gonna do it and <laughs> brad pitt is regina george brad pitt is regina <laughs> george you you heard it here first <laughs> you heard it here first um he yeah he's the regina george for like style here setting. he does car commercials and <laughs> actually does though probably all of those actors do oh my god oh, oh yeah <laughs> oh god so funny um also benicio's orange jacket in the beginning was interesting that weird neon thing we were going through weird for him to yeah watch. it was weird i was like where did did you come from a rave <laughs> like <laughs> what happened why are you wearing this i also like that like red shirt that he has on that's like layered underneath that mm-hmm. white one oh. Mm-hmm. And he has like the blue pants. Oh God, Benicio, just don't don't ever change. <laughs> don't don't ever change. I like, um, I like I like his weird like lackadaisical voice. Like he kind of sounds like he's on opioids. I was like, are you all right? Almost like but downers a little bit. That's but he's he's like that in every movie. I love how he is an usual suspect. You like can't understand a word he says no. <laughs> when he does that lineup um, yeah. with like him and Stephen Baldwin. Like God, what a combo! But but yeah, it's like the the way that he ta- he's not kind of sort of this one. I feel like he talked more, but I was like, this isn't making any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, how come this movie makes no sense at all? And I have to like subtitle this because I don't know what the fuck you're saying. And even when I read it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, and it's so funny because it's like, I mean, granted, these are 90s movies, right? So, um, and we're depicting it like probably way too much. Um, but that's us, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what we're the, doing. The conversations that he has with Robert Downey Jr.'s character is like... Who? Very, I mean, not Robert Downey Jr. Wow, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, Christopher Walken? No, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, wow. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Um, I'm old, white, and Jewish. Um, <laughs> but the conversations they have together, they're not very like expressive w- the way I feel like they should. Because, you know, when Benicio is like showing him, um, hey, there's a girl in the truck. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Harry should be like, the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's true. O- overacting what he didn't overact. Like, yeah, he was kind of like, oh, I'm not getting involved in this. Right, exactly. I was like, that's it? And then, I'm like, like, what the fuck? And, like, by the end of the day, like, he's going in his car and he's like, okay, well, call me later. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, he's like, you handle this. Like, you have a girl that he kidnapped. Wouldn't you have, like, more of a concern? No, I think he's like, I don't want to be involved in this. The less I was here, the better. I was not here. So he just, like, runs away. I'm pretty yeah. sure, because... Also, I feel like I we really missed out on Harry Connick Jr. being like another version of his character Jimmy from Independence Day, who I'm like obsessed with. Oh yeah, like he that character needed to be in this movie, <laughs> like that way he was in Independence Day, which is the only Will Smith movie that I like. But it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, I'm not a Will Smith fan, so he. I'm so I'm sorry for all those people that are gonna hate me for saying it, but. He ruined um, the live action Aladdin for me. Oh, I would never see that. <laughs> like, I, I know that. that. Oh, I yeah, would yeah. never. I know yeah. that I don't. It's not going to compare yeah. to the. Don't waste your time. Yeah, no. And we're making a sequel. Which That's is, insanity. <laughs> I mean, I know the cartoon had like three, but come on. Mm-mm. Yeah, but that was the cartoon and it was great. <laughs> but they want to make. They, Disney wants all their cartoons to be made into live action. I know. I'm so, like, no. 
no. make and more it, animation. Exactly. Where is Zootopia two? I mean, that's where like forever. <laughs> I want that. Why can't they just make more like animation films? Do they have to keep like redoing the old shit? Like, come on. They, uh, yeah, because the Hollywood has no imagination. Disney has no imagination. I know Disney's in trouble. God only Disney's knows. On- on all fronts <laughs> yeah i mean marvel i don't i mean I, I think i'm signing up. out <laughs> i think i'm signing out with marvel for a while because i mean i don't i don't care about all these new characters coming up no. i just like don't care unless it's eternals too which i'm kind of into now so i mean yeah. i don't know if that's gonna even happen but that was that was surprising for me to hear that you're like oh i really like that yeah i did i thought it was cool i thought i had a really cool kind of metaphysical approach to superheroes yeah um and i know that it was really kind of uh frustrating to know like why it was really frustrating like why couldn't they have stopped thanos mm-hmm. um but if they did then they wouldn't have learned like how they could manipulate time in in endgame yeah so i feel like there is a reason why everything happened the way it did and i just like the kind of overarching uh view that you have on the whole universe through them as heroes i liked it i thought it was cool no that's cool yeah i'm i'm excited if they do make a second one because i mean all the actors are great and i think it'd be kind of weird to like trot harry styles out there and like not use him because he's like kind of a big star so i would think that they would have him in but i don't know i mean it didn't perform like they wanted but it made like 400 some million so i was like that's not nothing that's true i mean and now with the with the way that the actors are now since it came out it came out in what 2018 something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um with the the level that all those actors are now if you brought back like angelina barry keogan people are going to see it like the level that those actors are now, if they were to come back and do a really cool story, I feel like people are now going to go see it because Marvel needs like, I guess, names to draw people back in, especially if they're familiar, but because now they're doing all these new characters, it's kind of like, you're going to have to put big actors in there for people to go see it. Oh no. The Eternals came out in 2021. Oh shit. Well, even since then it's been kind of, it's been huge. Like Angelina doesn't do much, but if she does it again, like people yeah. will go see it because she doesn't do a lot. Barry Keoghan's massive now since then, so people will go see it for him. Richard Madden, I think, is in a few things. Mm-hmm. So like, there are a lot of people I feel like that would be like, "Oh shit," you know, like let's go see this. But and more new people and Harry Styles, come on, people. Are, if he's actually in it, in it, then he has like a massive fan base that will go see it. Oh, for sure. So so yeah, I don't know. I hope it comes back. I thought it was cool um let's see do you have any other fashion notes i mean this is mm. a minimal fashion outfit i do like that lipstick tee that she has on I did. that yeah. baby tee i think that's really cool but yeah and then she has like also that mini yellow leather backpack i like that one yeah, yeah that like... goes with the jacket yeah it's very 1997 she looks very much like she's going to like a rave <laughs> like kind of sort yes. of like but not too obvious about it but like neon colors she kind of has like that very late 90s like vivid color clueless palette that happened after grunge like all the fashion got really neon and like spice girls and like vinyl and like claire's i'm just thinking of all those colors that happened then so yeah she's she's right on trend um let's see music what did you think about the like five songs that were in this movie that started around minute 40 um i only have i only have four what's the fifth one um Um, well there are actually more than that but there's crash into me by the dave matthews band that was used two times (laughs) two times bitch Uh, two times by the rest house paint rest house painters oh red house painters that was in two times also that was used two times <laughs> um, the third one was one headlight by the wallflowers do you remember that song being everywhere well, everywhere All everywhere well, the only uh the only two songs that i i didn't know was the all mixed up by red house painters and then Happiness by Abra Moore. You do. Okay, let me show you how nerdy I am right now. As Go soon ahead. as Abra Moore started playing, I knew exactly where that was from. And that is from Dawson's Creek season one, episode I, two. And it's playing during the dance between Joey 
and Dawson. I was gonna say that did sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was like, I am so much of a nerd, and I need to just. <laughs> I'm freaking out, but it was in the motel. <clears throat> yeah. And that was. I was like, oh my god, this is an episode two of Dawson's Creek when they're dancing. This is. I'm insane. surprised they didn't use that um sixpence none the richer song. Kiss me. That would have been too expensive. You think? And that song, I think, might have come out in like '98. Are you sure? I don't know. I look it, it up. Let's see. <clears throat> well, I mean, granted, it was, but what oh, season? Exactly. The show actually started in '98. So. Oh, I thought it was '99. That show, uh, that song's from '99. Oh, really? I thought it was earlier than that. Um, According to YouTube, or not YouTube, Google. Oh wait. Oh, never mind. It was on a song in '97. Ninety-seven, okay. but then it says it was okay. Wait, this is is this the single released? Oh, released as a single August twelfth of ninety-eight. But it's from their self-titled third album, which came out in ninety-seven. But it wasn't a single until oh, okay. August of ninety-eight. So, right before this came out, I must. I'm having old man moments today. Like <laughs> this yeah. was a, this was the theme song for She's All That though. Yes, kiss me. Was. Yeah. Yes. So they yeah they wouldn't have had it. Yeah. It also was in Dawson's Creek, the first soundtrack <clears throat> in April of 99, which I think was yeah, like the have, season's one. Or two. You have yeah. that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 90s. Um yeah, those are all the ones I had. Also Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. I, I think don't I don't remember, I remember in the that. background. I think it's playing in like a bar or somewhere. It's somewhere where they're like eating. Maybe it's the diner where Alicia is when she's talking oh, to that waitress. Diner oh huh. it's like in the background somewhere and it was listed on the imdb thing but there are a few other songs that i didn't hear that were listed there too oh okay huh. but i'm surprised it didn't have more songs i am too i mean i love dave matthews band i uh you know but why repeat the same song it was inserted in a weird way very yeah like the way that when he picked her up, i mean that sounds weird but it, yeah the, when he picked her up and then it started playing i was like this is like a romantic kind of song, like a romantic song. Like, why is this happening now? They're just making a U-turn and going back to the gas station. And the song goes away. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, this is weird. I was like, all yeah. right, that's cool. Um, I want to, I want to, I want a sequel. Do or, you? I either want a sequel or dare I say like a reboot. Yeah, I'd be down for this to be rebooted with like other actors and like a like this frame be, but, of story, but better. But like, but like we were, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, like it has to be R. I I feel very much like that David Lynch meme that I posted for New Year's New Year's Day. Okay, oh, that was good. Next time, let's do it good. <laughs> Next time, better. <laughs> like for like the New Year, like I always think that about every year. Like okay, but that was reboot. good, but next time better. <laughs> and the reboot has to have Alicia Silverstone. She can be like the mom of the missing girl yes <laughs> yeah but i feel like it, her character now it wouldn't make sense unless yeah. they have her like her child is missing or something and it's like it the same story like, that it happened before it would have to be some like nickelodeon now nickelodeon star or something or, or just like a young random person yeah <laughs> we don't know i can't believe you haven't seen fear no i haven't <sighs> my god you need to change that immediately it's like one of the greatest movies in the 90s really <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's it's i think reese witherspoon's finest moment <laughs> really. I, I love her she it's can really be good and just yeah i love her cool well let's move on to favorite scenes and lines you i don't know, really I have any favorite scenes i didn't even write them down <laughs> oh you didn't oh that's bad huh i'm sorry uh, it's not for lack of wanting to. I just like that was the one thing that I was like, oh fuck, I totally forgot to write that. Or any quotes? Like there were, I didn't. There weren't even that many quotes. The only quote that I have was <clears throat> at one point, like Vince. We keep calling him Benicio, but his name is Vince or like yeah. Vincent. Um, he says the best way to make a dream come true is to wake it's up. Okay. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, one. I feel like that's probably the best quote that I can think of from the whole movie. But. Yeah. Yeah. I do like I do like the the very beginning fight scene between the two. I think it's really funny. Oh um, yeah, it is it's really weird. It's it's very choreographed obviously. Um but he's just he's so like, you know, and, and like how I was talking to you about like the way he talks. It's like very drunky and um you said op- opioidy, 
Um, but yeah. he's like, I don't want to fight. And he keeps saying, I don't want to fight. And she's clearly looking for one. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, like what the, the fuck is going on? I'm going to punch you in your, I'm going to kick you in your crotch. I'm going to, yeah. So <laughs> I think that was probably my favorite scene. That's so crazy. Like, it's just so, so crazy. I'm just like, this is so, this is so weird. And like, like I I could tell, I was like, oh, this is one of those movies that's like on cable, like in the middle of the day. Like it's, it's one of those movies. Like, I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater, but I was looking like on somewhere like Reddit or somewhere and people were like, I remember seeing this in the theater just because Alicia was in it and you know, it was fun, but it's not great. (laughs) like as far as like story structure and all that it's there's just i there's so many things you're just waiting to happen that just don't ever really get there and it's kind of disappointing sometimes but i didn't have any favorite scenes but i have like just notes i made throughout it i I just love her house oh the house is amazing yeah the house that has like the growing vines outside around the house and has that amazing driveway and the dad has that vintage jaguar in the beginning they're really great cars in this movie like you see all these these cars in the warehouse you see these ferraris and porsches and all these really cool cars that he uh that he stole um the fact that she and when they're going through her room the fact that they point out that she was blamed for this boarding school fire and she uh, framed the article about it and like had it in her room. I w- see. That's why I want a prequel. I want. I want to see all of this happen. I was like Buffy? Question mark. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Burning down the school gym. It's all. It's all connected. It's, it's literally connected. like. Don't tell me that this. Wait. This actually is like a multiverse of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Exactly. Like she was the Slayer and now she's like on the run. <laughs> so funny um that was really good i also said that there's that moment where she's walking where he dumps her off he's like i'm dumping you off somewhere i gotta get rid of you so he dumps her off in the middle of nowhere and she's walking and it's the same exact sequence of her walking in clueless when she's like finds out she loves josh and she's like walking around the town and it's the same sequence like her head is down she's the way she's walking is exactly the same when she's walking on the side of the highway i'm gonna try to put them together (laughs) I'm gonna try to put those those two clips together for um for Instagram. That'd be of, hilarious of her walking because it's like a very like she's a very distinctive walk. And when she was doing it, I've seen yeah, Clueless so many times that it's burned into my brain. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, this is the Cher Horowitz walk, <laughs> like her walking when she's like pensively thinking and everything. Mm-hmm. I do really love the scene of the waitress and Christopher Walken at Willie's Wieners. I like that shirt too, the Willie's Wieners oh, yeah. shirt. Um, and that's when he finds out about like who Vince is and like where he lives and he takes the postcard and like sees the town and like figures out where he is. I love that cabin that Vince goes to. I love that. Oh my God. The wood inside the motorcycle. Like it's so cool. Um, I love that. That weird uncle Ray and Vince conversation in the, in the cabin was weird. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, that was like super weird. I was like, "This is crazy." Where I was just well, because at first I was like, "Does Vin, does did they know each other?" That's what I thought, and that's why I put the captions on. I was like, "Wait, yeah. is this a setup?" Like that's what I thought would have made it turn. Yeah, like I thought it was going to be like the whole car setup, like the yep. whole car stealing, the whole nine. That was yep. all going to be Walken's overarching job. Yeah, like what the fuck. <laughs> why did did they not write that no i I don't understand like why that wasn't like more of a thing and he had all these other people like mad at him and stealing the money and him taking the money like i was like wait huh like the end of the movie got so confused and i was like i don't really care i'm just watching Mm -hmm. this (laughs) like i'm not gonna dissect it because it kind of got crazy like um i do like that they go to like naughty pine to meet harry connick jr yeah um to like try to give give him the money that hotel room the one where nothing happens and they get drunk, like the lime carpet, like the crazy bed frame. It's like floral fabric. Um, and the headboard just looks so wild and cool. And then I wrote, wait, it all turns around and the dad decides to leave the country anyway. Why is her age just never answered? So weird. And that was like the last thing I wrote. <laughs> like, it was just weird that they never said her age. They were making out in the back of the car. I was like, so they're in love or what does this mean? He was waiting in the trunk while she was at home, 
how long? <laughs> right. Like, huh? Like, there are just so many things that weren't really, weren't really answered. But, you know, I think this is not that kind of movie. This is like a stoned on the couch Sunday or Saturday rainy day movie that you just kind of want to like throw on after you eat an edible, just kind of like hang out. <laughs> it's not meant to be like dissected, but I hope you like that. We tried to dissect it. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we tried toward the best of our ability. And it was fun. It's Alicia Silverstone. I think it's fun to watch once. I mean, <laughs> it's like kind of bad, but, but good. It's one of those bad, but good movies yeah I think. No, exactly but yeah okay apparently we've decided now that we're going to do vamps randomly as a one-off on patreon so look yeah. for that soon i don't know when but we're going to do it soon and we're also working on next month on patreon we're going to do another buffy season four chunk mm-hmm. uh because we haven't done that and then working girl is coming out on patreon soon recording that next week a deep dive on real world seattle is coming this month on patreon Ooh. and some other oh yeah i'm doing a solo episode on my favorite 90s music videos look out for that soon it's really hard for me to narrow down to like just 10 to start but (laughs) it should be interesting i'm doing a lot of cool research on it so yeah i mean leave us a review please five stars on spotify and apple and write something nice and yeah we'll see you on the next one later bye